I want to start with a big welcome to episode number 100 of the Dust Safety Science Podcast. This is the podcast for building a global community around process safety, industries handling combustible dust. I want to say welcome and a big thank you for tuning in to episode 100. Two years and we haven't missed a week of the podcast. I want to take a moment in this episode to go back and see how far we've come, to celebrate a bit, to review what we said in our first episode, which we're actually going to play for you in a moment, um, and also to talk about what's coming next and what's coming down the tracks with dust safety science and the dust safety platforms that we're creating there. So we've come pretty far with the podcast. We have over 60 hours of interviews, solo shows, educational material all around combustible dust safety. Since starting the podcast 100 episodes ago, we have over 16,000 downloads. That's almost 10,000 hours of folks around the world listening to our podcast on combustible dust safety. We're averaging 200 downloads a week now with our, our large episodes getting up above close to the 250 range. So as I mentioned, this episode, we're going to go all the way back to the very start. We're going to listen to episode one. I want to talk about some of the highlights from you know where we've been and what we've done over these last two years and talk about where we're headed from here. One last administrative note. Many people have asked over the last two years for PDF transcripts of the podcast episodes that they can use and download for their own use. We will start doing that in this episode and all the episodes moving forward. So if you want a transcript of this podcast interview or this podcast episode, you know, dustsavingscience.com slash 100, download a really nice PDF document with all the information from this podcast episode. I really like these from podcasts. What I'll do typically is go download them and control F to find the part of the discussion that I wanted to hear about more and actually read through that information. A lot of folks have been asking for this, so we've been putting them on, or we will put them on for all the podcasts moving forward. And also, we will go back and add the PDF downloads to all the previous podcasts. If you're listening to this when it first comes out, this may take a little bit while to, to get back through the last 100 episodes, uh, but we will use them in all the ones going forward. So if you go to dustsafetyscience.com slash the episode number, then you'll be able to download the transcript and a PDF document of the episode from there. So without further ado, I will introduce myself. Dr. Chris Cloney, coming into episode one of the Dust Safety Science Podcast. Welcome to the first episode of the Dust Safety Science Podcast, where we're looking at driving awareness, knowledge, connection, and change in the safe handling of combustible dust and powdered material. This podcast is for facility owners, plant managers, health and safety specialists, consultants, equipment manufacturers, and researchers, all working in industries either manufacturing, handling, or transporting combustible dust materials. I'm your show host, Dr. Chris Cloney, um, and in this introductory episode, we'll go through what is the purpose of the podcast, why did we, we feel the need to start creating it, a little bit of my background, we'll talk about what is safety science, the website that we're running this podcast from is Dust safetyscience.com. So we'll talk about that. Um, what can you expect from the episodes? What kind of material we, will we be delivering and what kind of value will you be seeing? And then at the end, we'll talk about how you can get involved, um, how you can get on the show as a guest, how you can contribute questions, or just uh, guide the, the overall direction of where we're going with this work. As I mentioned, my name is Dr. Chris Cloney. I'm director and lead researcher at DustX Research Limited, a company with a worldwide focus on increasing awareness of combustible dust hazards reducing personal and financial loss from fires and explosion incidents around the world. I completed my PhD from 2011 to 2018 looking at combustible dust, specifically flame propagation and deflagration in hybrid mixtures of coal dust and methane gas. I also spent five years as a research engineer looking at explosion, detonation, and blast and the effects on structures, ships, um, and personnel in different facilities. 
In 2016, I started writing online about the scientific aspects of combustible dust, um, why dust mixtures can propagate a flame, uh, what are the fire and explosion hazards involved, protection methods, all in the back of my PhD research. And then throughout the, the following two years, uh, we started doing incident reporting. So we were working towards how do we generate lessons learned from these explosions and fires as they occur around the world. In mid-2018, after completing my PhD thesis defense, um, and graduating from my work there, I launched the Combustible Dust Incident Database um, with the goal of tracking combustible dust fires and explosions around the world. You can find this uh, database um, and use it to search up materials that you're using in your industries um, or particular equipment that you're working with at uh, dustsafetyscience.com slash database. So I want to talk a bit now about why I felt the need to start this podcast in the first place and why we moved from, from writing online articles to creating dust safety science. So through, through writing the online articles, I connected with a lot of groups, um, a lot of stakeholders within industries handling combustible dust. I generally broke these into four categories. Researchers, regulators, the process industry themselves, and safety professionals. And I was always asking, well, what struggles are you having? What issues are you running into um, getting facilities to be safe at the end of the day? And researchers, they... They do a good job of creating new technology, new engineering um, principles, but then they have a hard time communicating that out to the, the broader combustible dust safety community. Regulators um, feel like they don't have the resources they need all the time to do their jobs, to get out and, and actually um, ensure compliance. The process industry themselves want to know what, what do we need to do actually to stay compliant and, and even more of that to keep our people safe. Then safety professionals are really our boots on the ground trying to implement these processes and procedures to try to improve safety in the, the different facilities that they're visiting. And a lot of time they'll run to the biggest and most common kind of complaint or question that is, it's been this way for 20 years, and we've never had a problem, so what is there to change? So after running into these different challenges and kind of thinking about it, um, I decided to, to do what I call an expert opinion roundup piece or roundup article of combustible dust experts around the world. And in this article, I sent the I sent two questions to almost 60 individuals from, from several different countries. The two questions were, what is the number one problem facing industries handling combustible dust? And what is the number one difficulty in dust, fire, and explosion research? And from this, this article, we had 30 responses from 12 different countries, 20-plus industry experts, eight universities, and a combined total, I think, of over 550 years' experience in process safety handling. From this post, which you can actually find, you can find on dustsafetyscience.com. I'll put show notes up for each episode. You can actually access the show notes through dustsafetyscience.com slash the episode number. So this is episode number one, so it would be dustsafetyscience.com slash the number one. And in those show notes, I'll actually put a link through to this expert opinion roundup. So this is a really great piece of Research, if you're in, interested in knowing what the difficulties are that people are having in the same industries as you around the world. And from this work, we divide the responses into th four different categories. Um, those that dealt with awareness, those that dealt with knowledge, those that dealt with connection, those that dealt with change. A lot of people came back and said the number one issue is just this awareness part. So I go into a facility um, or I'm talking, I'm a health and safety manager, I'm talking with my lawn manager, and I really have to convince them that there is even a, a potential hazard with combustible dust. And even myself, I get emails um, almost every week now from various regions in the world asking, okay, I'm handling um, powdered yeast, or I'm handling sugar dust, or I'm handling this material, 
uh, we've never had an issue, but is there a hazard there? And, and I have to respond and say, yes, there is a potential fire and explosion hazard. And these are the steps you should take to figure that out. So that awareness piece is really the first part um, that a lot of those responses came back with. The second was knowledge. So now, now that people are aware of the combustible hazard, how bad could it be? Or how do we go beyond just being compliant in our process safety systems and come up with an engineered solution that will, will actually keep people safe? Um, so that's really the second pillar of the responses that came back. And the third pillar is this connection part. So this is actually becoming more and more prevalent as we, we have this drive to do things like dust hazard analysis within the United States. And the question is, well, who do I go to? Who's the reliable source of information in the space to be able to do this sort of analysis? Otherwise, in, in other countries, they may have, say, regulatory programs that are not as robust as the United States or um, other countries in the world, and they maybe look for guidance. How do we actually launch out a, a dust safety initiative looking at, for example, storage silo safety in, in grain handling industries? And who do we connect with to figure that process out? And then the last pillar, the last column that I got from these responses was on change. So a lot of companies, they, they want to comply and they, they, they know um, that there is compliance issues, but then the question is, how do we comply? Who do we go to to figure out what compliance means? And, and at the end of the day, how do we go beyond that and get buy-in in our facility to keep our people safe at the end of the day? And then I have a, I have a good quote from the, from the roundup that is um, from Dr. Paul Amiot. This is as much a social science slash management problem as it is a natural science and engineering problem. So I've really taken that tack in this work. Um, that led to the definition of, of this safety science concept. So we went from um, combustible dust research to dustsafetyscience.com. Um, that's the name of this podcast as well. And for me, safety science is really the, the vertex, if you will, if you think of a Venn diagram between three areas. So the first is engineering technology, and this is where my, my original research was in, but also includes regulation and best practices, how those overlap with engineering technology. And then the third component, which is human behavior and risk perception. And again, this is this, I've been here 20 years and we've never had that problem. And I actually shared a, a story in a, in a recent presentation I gave with uh, powder bulk solids. And that was the Great London Beer Flood of 1814. So this happened um, right down the street from the um, Dominion Theater. So right, right uh, a few blocks away from the British Museum, where, where the British Museum stands today, in, in the middle of central London. And what happened was a, a over 20-foot-tall fermentation vat ruptured. Uh, one of the metal rings around the outside of the vat had, had broken, um, and that vat ruptured, releasing, at the end of the day, uh, over a million liters of beer into the streets of London. This uh, acted as a tidal wave, broke with the wall of the facility, took down several houses, and it resulted in several fatalities and injuries, as well as economic issues, obviously, throughout the streets of London, if you have that much... Um, beer flowing through the streets. But the main point here is that the shopkeeper at the end of this incident, um, he survived and in an interview, he said that three times a year for 18 years that he had been at that facility, they've had one of these rings break with no, no ill effects, nobody being injured, no large scale effects. So after 18 years, three times a year, that um, 40th or 50th time they had a ring break, which had never caused an issue in the past, caused this catastrophic incident. So this goes, goes to show some of the issues you can have with risk perception around these high severity but low frequency incidents. And we see this a lot in the combustible dust world as well, um, especially at facilities that may have fires quite routinely, um, again, two or three times a year for several years. Um, and it's only on that, again, 40th or 50th fire that you may have a catastrophic incident. I want to talk now about what you can expect from the podcast episodes themselves. So 
the episodes will be um, around 20 to 30 minutes long. We're shooting for 25 for each. Um, and they'll take one of a couple different formats. So the first format is, is solo shows like this one. Um, where we'll, we will be covering particular topics relevant to combustible dust safety. Um, this could be regulation issues, the latest research and technology, basic concepts to advanced concepts, and actually episodes where we're looking at individual in incident investigations. So in a couple of the ones that we have coming up, we'll look at chemical safety board reports um, where they went in on some large-scale incidents and really dug into the details of why they occurred and made recommendations. So we'll cover that in some of the solo shows. We'll also have a number of interview um, shows where we'll talk to experts from around the world that are they're heavily involved with either design of explosion products, explosion safety products, um, or fire protection and prevention products, uh, as well as consultants, people that are involved and really have a, a high degree of knowledge of combustible dust hazards. On the other side, we're also looking to interview plant managers, safety and health managers, see what um, difficulties they may be running into. Experts from different areas, could be from grain milling, it could be from automotive sectors, different areas that are relevant in handling combustible dust. We'll try to also talk to regulators, people that are going in and ensuring compliance in these facilities and what are the difficulties that they're running into and what are some of the strengths that they're seeing as well. And then the last kind of group of shows that we'll be doing are questions from the community. So those of you that follow me on LinkedIn, and you can get a link or to connect with me there in the show notes, you'll notice that every week we try to do a question from the community, and we're going to extend this to this show as well. So some questions that we've tackled on LinkedIn over the last few weeks include, um, does asbestos-containing materials typically involve combustible dust, and do we have a concern there when we're demoing a, uh, a facility that may have that material? Um, what are different dust explosion hazards in the automotive sector? Um, what are hazards involved with, with painting um, vehicles? And also, we've looked at what are ignition hazards related to different conveyor system designs, say when the bearings are inside of an enclosed enclosure around the conveyor outside and, and how to temperature measurement, that sort of thing. So we're going to take questions from the community. If you want to provide a question, you can go to dustsafetyscience.com slash ask. That's slash A-S-K. If you go there, you can um, type in your question and, and get answered on, here on the show. And if we can't find the answer through our research channels, then we'll actually bring on an expert to, to talk about that topic. So that's it on the shorter introductory episode showing you... Um, what's going to be involved with the Dust Safety Science Podcast, um, what kind of material you can expect over the next uh, months and weeks to come. Over the next few weeks, we haven't figured out what order the episodes are going to come out in yet, but we will be covering the U.S. Chemical Safety Board um, incident report and recommendations from the Imperial Sugar Refinery. Um, we'll be talking with a health and safety manager at a wood processing facility about a specific incident they had and processes they put in place to, to reduce the chance of that type of fire happening again. We'll also talk to an uh, um, explosion uh, safety expert on dust collector safety um, and a program that was actually put in place here in the province of Nova Scotia to audit and uh, fix a lot of deficiencies that they found around the province. If you would like to get involved and be um, an interviewee on the podcast, you can go to dustsafetyscience.com slash podcast, um, and there will be a link to do that there. If you want to go to the show notes for this particular episode, you can go to Again, dustsafetyscience.com slash one, and that will take you to this episode, episode number one. And if you want to do us a favor, you can go to iTunes or whatever device you are listening to this podcast on and, and rate and review. That will help us um, get more people in from the process safety world that are listening to podcasts um, and help the, the audience for the podcast grow.
And with that, I just want to say thank you for listening. And I'm really looking forward to to help making this uh, a great resource in the combustible dust safety community. Wow. So I had a pretty big smile on my face listening to that podcast episode um, to see how far we've come with the, the ums and the ahs and the misspoken words, playing music over top my voice. And I think I even tried to be funny with a story about the London beer flood. Uh, I'm an engineer at heart, so trying to be funny doesn't, doesn't come naturally to me. And uh, maybe in general, I shouldn't try, but th- that was kind of fun to listen back to that. So I want to highlight a couple of things we talked about there. We talked about how the Target groups for the podcast are researchers, regulators, processing industries, and safety professionals. And this includes equipment manufacturers, consultants, folks that are going in helping with design of protection systems, basically a pretty broad range of anyone that's really handling or involved with understanding combustible dust in their industries. We talked about the three core pillars or the four core pillars of dust safety science, which are awareness, knowledge, connection, and change. This has really guided the development of the platforms that we've created over time with dust safety science really being the, the front end, the spear, the pointy end of the stick, if you will, around awareness. If you're not sure that combustible dust explosions happen, just go to dustsafetyscience.com, type in your facility, your industry that you're in, type in the region of the world you're in, and I'm sure you're going to find a, a fire and explosion incident there. So in terms of the awareness part, uh, just having the dust safety science website is a big key component of this. We've had well over 100,000 visitors in the last two years and 200,000 pages viewed. And we're right around the 10,000 people a month mark um, viewing the, the pages on dust safety science. So this just gives a, a big influx of information to people about combustible dust safety. And this is really all geared towards this awareness piece. We also have the incident reporting that comes out every six months. Since we started that back in 2016, we've recorded 762 fires, 270 explosions, 446 injuries, and 51 fatalities industries handling combustible dust around the world, from metalworking to grain to wood to coal mining to plastics to chemical to manufacturing to powdered technology. Um, Just basically across every industry, we've had dust fire and dust explosion incidents that are recorded and going out on that. We have identified some key challenges area. Awareness and knowledge is a big component. Just, you know, still the most common thing, and I mentioned in the podcast episode, is just to hear, you know, that's never been a problem here. I've been here 10 years, I've been here 20 years, and that's never been an issue. Those are not prerequisites for not having a major explosion. Matter of fact, they're the most common things that are said after a major explosion. So if you find that you're in a position where you're hearing that being said, that's when you really need to be careful because something else might be coming down the tracks. Response to dust fires is a key challenge here. A lot of the time we're seeing it's not necessarily the primary event, although that does happen where you have a primary explosion that injures a worker, but many times you have a fire before then and the explosion is triggered during response to the fire, either by the worker or by uh, fire fighters or first responders as they come in. We've seen a lot of difficulties around helping to keep small facilities safe that may not have the understanding and the expertise to deal with or manage the combustible dust safety issues that they may be facing and also may report that they, they don't have the financial requirements in order to do fire explosion safety in a particular way. Now, we're trying to develop ways to, to prove that this is the case, or not the case, rather, that you can do combustible safety, you can do it practically, and you can also you know, achieve a higher level of safety than you have. These are all key areas, key challenges we've identified. And then the last key challenge is around connection and change. And to address those, I just want to talk about a couple of the platforms that are coming out or that we're doing on major updates over the next few months 
and coming in 2021. So all around this idea of more knowledge um, and connecting stakeholders, we are re-releasing the Dust Safety Academy. So the Dust Safety Academy was really built on the back of the last Digital Dust Safety Conference. This was our, our global summit on combustible dust safety. And we built up this technology platform where people can communicate with each other, where you can find resources, where you can watch training for combustible dust safety. We're really going to be doubling down, developing this further as a knowledge platform, as a stakeholder sharing platform, moving into the latter quarter of 2020 and in 2021. So this will include two different tiers. It'll include a, a free tier to help build up the community more generally. This will include the community discussion forum and ask an expert portal where a help desk will sit a much refurbished enhanced resource section. One of the biggest complaints that we have from resource sections right now is there's just too much and people don't know what you know what they need to look at. They can't find what they want. So we're going to reconfigure um, all of that so you can get access to incident reports if you want them, so you can get access to learning modules if you want them, so you can get access to industry-specific documents and guidelines. We'll include that all in that um, resource section, both in written form but also in video form inside this free portion of the Dust Safety Academy. We'll also be looking to develop more courses and course modules for intermediate and advanced topics in combustible dust safety. So this will be included in the paid side of Dust Safety Academy, as well as the educational library, which already has over 60 hours of training material from the last conference, from the events we run, the live trainings in there. So if you're interested in getting involved with that, you can go to dustsafetyacademy.com and get signed up right away for the, the free tier or the paid tier and get to using that to develop your understanding for combustible dust safety develop that of your employees, develop that of the people that you're working with or your investigators or whatever it is, depending on what industry you're working in or what field you're working in, the Dust Safety Academy will help you increase your knowledge in this space. Also, in terms of connection, we'll be running our global summit on combustible dust safety next year. And this will be in February 2021. So you can go find the information on that, the, the most recent information on that at ddsc2021.com. And we'll have links to what that's going to look like as we're resigning out now. The last platform update under connection is the dustsafetyprofessionals.com website. This is something that's brand new. We're releasing it out. And the biggest part of this is when a company or facility or an owner or an operator knows that they need something, whether it's somebody to come in to help them with their combustible dust safety management program, help them with their um, hazardous area classification, to equipment providers for explosion protection equipment, to OEMs for providing safe solutions for things like spray dryers and grinders and mixers. The biggest challenge we have is right now they're not sure who to go to. It takes a long time to figure that out. So dustsafetyprofessionals.com will be a place where you can go find the information you need on who the best companies are to work with, who the safe companies are to have in um, helping you with your facility with services or consulting. So whether it's be purchasing equipment, hiring a consultant, or bringing someone in for training, uh, this will really be like a one-stop shop for finding the best providers that are experts in combustible dust and keeping your facility safe. We're building this out on three pillars with the goal to save you time, save you headaches, and make sure that we're doing it right at your facility in terms of combustible dust safety. So then the last thing that I mentioned that's coming up in 2021 is the Dust Safety Foundation. So we originally mentioned this at the Digital Dust Safety Conference 2020. I at least mentioned it publicly there. And this is a, a group, a foundation for supporting families and communities suffering loss from dust, fires, and explosions, but also for funding research, um, graduate students, research into important topics for combustible dust safety, basically filling the gaps that we're identifying in terms of our hazard assessment or education 
and connection within the industry's handling combustible dust, Dust Safety Foundation will be that organization to be able to close those gaps and facilitate change in these areas. So we're still developing the Dust Safety Foundation now. We are hoping to release that at our Digital Dust Safety Conference 2021. So that's another reason to check that out there. Uh, we don't know exactly the format, but there will be some revenue from DustX Research, our parent company, going into that. And we'll also have a pool of resources that are developed from companies that are providing monetary funder support to also go along with the mission of the Dust Safety Foundation. So that's really our, you know, our change organization or change group, and we'll be looking to develop that out in 2021. So I just want to share those as a couple of the big things that are coming forward. I know there's not a lot of information on them right now, but I'm really looking forward. And they're the way that we're going to facilitate change, we we're going to facilitate connections, drive awareness and drive knowledge and understanding in industries handling combustible dust and making them safer uh, through the work that we're doing at Dust Safety Science and across these platforms. So I will give you the links again if you're interested in digging into any of these more. If you want to join the Dust Safety Academy, you can go to dustsafetyacademy.com and there will be ways to sign up there. If you want to learn more about the conference, go to ddsc2021.com and you can get more information about the event that we're running in next February. If you need help with equipment or suppliers or services all related to combustible dust safety and you don't know who to go to, go to dustsafetyprofessionals.com and we'll get you set up there as well. So that's it for this episode. As I mentioned at the outset, we are now transcribing all of our podcast episodes. So you can go to dustsafetyscience.com slash 100, that's 100, and download a nice PDF transcript of this podcast episode. You'll be able to do that for all the future episodes as well. And eventually we'll be able to backdate the last 100 episodes so they also have PDF download transcripts. So if you go to those in the future, if you go back and listen to previous episodes, then you can get those PDF transcripts there as well. And just last, from the, the very bottom of my heart, I want to say a big thank you. A big thank you for listening to the podcast. A big thank you for sharing with your colleagues and coworkers. A big thank you for the emails and messages that we get, both myself and the team at Dust Safety Science are really happy to be involved with this mission of seeing a year with zero fatalities worldwide from combustible dust explosions by 2038. And that's what developing and combining all these platforms together is meant to solve with our work. We're so excited to have you on board with this mission and to have you involved. So as always, I just want to say thank you for listening to the Safety Science Podcast. I hope you have a safe and productive week ahead. We appreciate everything you're doing in industries handling combustible dust, making them safer every day around the world. Thank you.